welcome to episode number 130 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about what's been going on here in the United States now that we're about a quarter of the way through, almost exactly a quarter of the way through 2021. And check in on the status of the country, how Joe Biden's been doing, and how the woke culture is coming along. And the woke culture stuff is getting interesting to me anyway, because they're starting to eat their own. And I think even the Democrat folks are going to start realizing just how toxic all of this is because we're turning words into ammunition. Things somebody said not hours, minutes, days ago, but often years, decades ago, coming back to haunt them because of the internet, because of social media. I think we've talked about this a couple of times when it came to different things different stories that had hit the news that all of us, when we were kids, I'm sure did stupid stuff that you wouldn't want public. We all said dumb things that you wouldn't want public. And we lived in a time, luckily, where everything wasn't recorded in any format, whether it was audio, video, or having the ability to go back and see, hey, you typed this 10 years ago like we have now thanks to all of these great social media sites which allow idiotic things that children say when they are well before the age of 18 to come back and haunt them and i don't think that is a good way to run a society and the people that have been backing this i don't know how they think they are above and beyond, but this is the case with a lot of people when it comes to things, even Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren as socialists, that's in air quotes, I'm doing it, but you can't see it because it's an audio podcast, but Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are socialists, but you know they've got millions of dollars, so I don't know if they really understand what socialism is, or they do, and they think they're above the game. And a lot of people, when it comes to this woke culture, think they're above the game. They're on the right side. So nobody's going to come after them. But it's changing things that are pushing things a little bit too far. And the reason I'm talking about this is because I got an email from a site that I've been a member of going way back. I looked, the site began back in 2002. So it's coming up on about 20 years of being in existence. And it is a site that is a go-to website for a lot of people. It's a forum, among other things, when you're looking for information on audio gear. And it's a great place to go if you want to see what people that are passionate about this kind of stuff are saying about products like microphones and all the cool gadgets that I like to have that do audio processing. And the name of the site that's being changed is Gear Sluts. 
So that is gear, G-E-A-R, and then sluts, S-L-U-T-Z. It's being changed to gear space. It really made me think of MySpace, too, which maybe will not bode well as a name change. But of course, it generated an email, something that I don't normally get from the site, with the message of wokeness, which is Gear Sluts will be changing its name next month. Exclamation point. They're excited about changing the name that they've loved for almost 20 years. They're excited. Introducing Gear Space which I think is a horrible name, but I digress. Our aim is for the new name to be more inclusive and better suited to professional environments and the audio education world. We are excited about this new chapter! Exclamation point. This kind of reads to me like a note from somebody in captivity that the person forcing them to write the note, you know, has a uh, gun on them or maybe a bomb strapped to them and like, you write what we tell you. Otherwise, things are going to go poorly. And I don't really understand it. So you're saying then that for the last 18 years, every year that you've been around 19, maybe whatever it was, that this name has not been inclusive. Has it kept anybody from joining the site? Is it keeping people out somehow? I don't understand how a name can be more inclusive or better suited to professional environments. Well, if you really cared about being suitable for a professional environment, you wouldn't have picked the name in the first place, or you would be understanding. And I know a lot of people that work in the music business. And most of them have a really good sense of humor. And the name Gear Sluts just plain works on so many different levels. Because in the way it's being used here, it is not relating to any one gender. I mean, I've heard women call themselves shoe sluts or bag sluts, you know, that they love these kind of things. And it's a name they throw around. Proudly, it's not exactly something they're like, oh, no, I'm a shoe slut. So I don't understand why gear sluts is becoming a bad thing, except a petition was started and they gave in to the woke mob and they decided to change the name that they've had for almost two decades, even though there was absolutely nothing wrong with the name. Hey, Cleveland Indians, we're looking at you, too. Because they're changing the name. Not only do they have to get rid of the logo of Chief Wahoo, the Indians who still, this is being pushed back because they still don't have a new name. Talk about being somebody that's under duress when people are like, oh, you got to change the name of your ball team. You know, the one that's been around for 100 years or whatever it's been with the Cleveland Indians. So, gear slots, I don't know. Gear space just sounds like the lamest place to go i think people that were on this site understood what the term sluts mean when it comes to gear i'm absolutely an audio gear slut i have more microphones than i can possibly need for very nice or five broadcast microphones i can only use one at a time and sure i made the case for a while like well 
what if I have a friend over podcast again and then my wife's going to join? So we need we need at least three microphones. Well, we're we're beyond three microphones now. And the reality is there are still some microphones that I wouldn't mind having. So I think that qualifies as being a gear slut. It's when you want everything. You want it all. All the gear. Gear space. Again, it just it's my space. That's the image that it's bringing to me. It's like, hey, instead of, yes, we are the gear sluts. It's now going to be, hey, come on over to gear space, guys. Well, can you say guys? That's gendering, too. So I don't know. It's all confusing what you can say and what you can't say. The reality is all of this wokeness is destroying the ability to have a fair and honest debate about anything, especially politics. And it is also taking your freedom and reducing it with each and every step as the list of words that you can't say increases. The books that are going to be burned or banned because they use those words or there's going to be offensive imagery in a lot of these classic movies. We're already seeing it. Dumbo is one of them that they're just going to be scrubbed because they don't want you. The people that are doing this, the people that are in this woke society, they want no remnant of any of this stuff from the past because they don't want you to know that maybe people can think differently and sure. Some people that think differently are jerks. And the fact that that is a thing, I don't know why you want to cover that up. It was the same with like Hitler's book, Mein Kampf, that was made illegal in Germany after World War II. I say, let everybody read it and understand what the guy was about. And then also understand where you can point to and be like, don't be like that guy. Instead, when you decide to start covering everything up, getting rid of it and pretending like it never happened. The old adage of those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it should jump right to the forefront because the more you outlaw words and get rid of books and get rid of movies, the more the same thing that happened in the past is going to happen again because nobody is learning from the past, which brings us really into the Biden presidency because I wanted to give Joe a shot because Joe Biden is a career politician whose only goal, and it took him quite a while to get there, but his only goal was to get to this point, the pinnacle of politics in the United States, the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the free world. And when you look back, on what Joe had done. He was not a radical leftist. He was not a socialist. He was very tough on crime. He was more tough on crime than a lot of conservatives were. So I figured, what would Joe actually be as a president? I wanted to find out. There was a lot of worrying signs throughout the campaign that Joe Biden is in a mental and physical decline. And I don't think anything's happened since he's been sworn in to ease those fears of anybody watching this. His schedule is 
way easier than mine, which I never leave the house. So Joe Biden's schedule seems even easier than mine. It's part of the public record. The White House puts this kind of stuff out in a lot of days. Joe Biden is doing his morning briefing and then doing one thing in the afternoon. And that's it. So the concept that Joe Biden is really leading the country, very questionable. We can tell who is Susan Rice, Barack Obama, the cabal that is behind Joe Biden, which is why Joe Biden was put into office in the first place, it would seem. But his schedule is very light, and that should bother people. I know people used to complain when Trump was golfing. They complained when Obama was golfing, too. But Joe just never does anything. And that is a little bit concerning for a brand new president. You usually don't coast right out of the gate. We know it took him longer than any president in modern times to actually have a press conference. And if you watch that press conference, there was a lot of concerning things there as well, because unlike Donald Trump, we got very used to a president that was able to think on his feet. We got very used to a president that would give answers that would make news because people wanted to sometimes twist them in a way that he didn't mean it. And that happened a lot when it came to the COVID stuff. And he's been proven right more times than he's been proven wrong. But Donald Trump, when he had a press conference, it was a big deal because it was must-see TV. You didn't know what was going to be said. He was a loose cannon. Barack Obama could think on his feet, but he was very conservative in the answers he would give. He was a politician, which if you're a really good politician, when somebody asks you a question, you blather on for minutes, but never really give the answer to the question. By the time the end of the answer comes around, most people have forgotten what the question is. And the media, if they like you and they seem to like Joe overall, aren't calling him on that. And I think the media understands that they're the reason Joe Biden is in the office of the president. And I think they understand now that their ratings are dive bombing because people were tuning in for the Trump show. The Trump show was interesting. The Trump show got canceled. Now it's the Biden show. And not only is the Biden show pretty boring when it's on, the guy's only sticking his head out of the basement about once every month. And that's not really enough for the 24 hour a day, seven day a week mainstream media like MSNBC and CNN to pull any nuggets out of there to keep people interested. So it's a game of very sad and dangerous chicken right now, I think, because the media is slowly, even Saturday Night Live, starting to make fun of Joe Biden. The media, I believe, knows that somebody's eventually going to have to break that story of, uh, Joe, where are you, dude? Uh, why can't you say a complete sentence without losing your place? Why are you stumbling, cute uh, squirrel and uh, strawberry jam? Um, that's I fiddlesticks. 
That is the Joe Biden answer. The media knows they can't let this go on forever, but none of the none of these outlets, CNN, MSNBC and the like, don't want to be the one to be the first one to knock that first domino down. That's like, ooh, maybe we got a problem with Joe because they know they're complicit in this. So it's going to be interesting to see how the mainstream media continues to cover Biden. The fact that a busy day for him is to go to a hardware store and find out how the pandemic has affected them. I mean, you could have made a phone call, Joe. I mean, does Joe know how to use a cell phone? Has anybody seen Joe with a cell phone? I don't know. What is he on? A uh, a flip phone? Maybe with one of the, with the really big buttons? Could be. Or he may just have a life alert. I don't know. And it's scary to me that Joe Biden seems as old as he does at this point. And it seems like there was a pretty quick progression from the fairly lucid Joe Biden to doddering old guy who shouldn't be in charge of his own medication. And we keep hoping that maybe there'll be a bounce back. We're not seeing that yet. And the fact that he seems to be keeping a very low profile is not a good thing. There's finally the mainstream media, at least reporting on the fact that there is, in fact, a crisis at the southern border and there is a surge in migrants, just like there's been a surge of covid. There's a surge of migrants that at the level they are has not been seen in years. Joe lied and well, Joe may not know. So that's the question. Is he lying or is he ignorant of the world around him? I'm not sure yet. I could be either one. But the reality on the southern border from people working on the southern border is there's problems. That's why the Biden administration has been trying to keep photographs of the detention centers down there from being put out into the public. Thank goodness some senators went down and got those photos and put them out. Because what they were claiming that was the problem under Donald Trump keeping kids in these horrible cages seems to be way worse now under Joe Biden. The centers down there on the border are running at 1,700% capacity. 1,700%. Way overfilled. Conditions are horrible. The conditions are actually deplorable. And this is why Joe Biden doesn't want you to see this. These were not the conditions that were going on in these same locations under Donald Trump. I mean, I know Joe tries to blame Donald Trump, but that's either, again, a lie or Joe Biden being ignorant of the reality of what's going on. And something needs to be done because this is not a humane way to deal with this crisis on the southern border. We're finding out that the amount of deaths from COVID in Mexico was way underreported. COVID is still running rampant in countries outside of the United States. So allowing people to come in unchecked is very dangerous when it comes to spreading that disease. Also, there are children actually dying now trying to make it to the border 
because Joe Biden said, if you're under the age of 18 and you get in, if you set foot on American soil, we will never send you back. And again, Mr. Biden, are you that ignorant of the reality of the world not to understand the danger that those words put people in? I don't think he does. I think he believes in this whole utopia kumbaya that in order to get to America, these folks just, uh, you know, walk on in without any hardship. And uh, that's not the case. But Joe maybe doesn't know that. He may be ignorant of a whole lot of the stuff going on. He does know he wants to spend big in order to try to get us out of the COVID-19 pandemic and to bring us into the new world order of the Green New Deal. And clean energy is a great thing. Nuclear power is actually a really good thing because coal plants and other things that do pollute the environment are not good for humanity in the long term. But you can't decide to make a change without having a replacement. There's talk that Biden wants to put a date in stone for the final day that new gas-powered vehicles can be made and used here in the United States. So there's going to be a point if this goes through in just a matter of years, this is being talked at under a decade, that all of a sudden will be like, you want to buy a car? It's got to be electric. That doesn't really work well in sub-zero temperatures, depending on how you need to use that car, how far you need to travel. There's not enough charging stations out there. You can't just make this change overnight and expect everything to switch over. But I don't think Joe knows that either. I don't think Joe understands that. He does understand he wants to spend a lot. And these constant stimulus checks that are being sent out are nothing more than a foot in the door for the concept of universal basic income, which is the government just keeps providing money for the people that live there. Now, I know anybody that has half a brain goes, well, where does that money come from then? And uh, Joe doesn't know. I think he believes you could just keep printing it up and it's fine because they have printing presses and we could just keep printing money. But when you start sending money on a regular basis to everybody that lives in the country, that money has to come from somewhere. And the United States is not in the business of making money. One of the few things that the United States runs as far as a business is the post office. And if you've been following along at home, you know, the post office is not exactly what you want to base a business upon if you want to make money, if you want to make profit. Their latest projections on how to fix the post office again, and we may have talked about this before, which is let's cut the hours. Let's make it longer for packages to get from point A to point B, and let's raise rates. So let's give less service, make the packages take longer, and then charge more. But don't worry, we're going to have electric vehicles because that's what the public really cares about. You have to be aware of these things because who you vote in has consequences. And the amount of spending that's going on in the United States 
already has some massive consequences. But rather than trying to be fiscally responsible at this point, the United States government is going in the complete opposite way. Think of it this way. If the average person was in this position, if you were the government and you had just put yourself, let's just say you put yourself a million dollars in debt and you had no way of paying that million dollars in debt that you had because you're making maybe a hundred grand a year. We'll make it easy, but you're a million dollars in debt. Well, you put, you make a hundred thousand a year. So just paying the interest in any loans or whatever you can get, you can barely make that. Well, instead of going, you know, we're spending a lot of money on uh, Netflix and lattes, and maybe we should cut back on that. No, you see what the government's doing would be akin to that person that's a million dollars in debt going, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go and, and put myself further into debt. I'm going to spend five times as much as I have. I'm going to go get five coffees a day. I'm going to subscribe to the Netflix super plan and get the sports package and everything. Because that's what the government's doing. They owe a ton of money. And rather than trying to have a budget and be fiscally responsible, they're hammering down on more spending. And the result, it's not a surprise. It's not even something they're hiding. The result is going to mean higher taxes on everybody. They make the claims all the time, and this is how they get the morons to get behind this stuff. They go, hey, it's only going to be the rich. And they put down an amount that people think is crazy, like, oh, you're going to have to make 400000 a year or more for us to raise your taxes. And that's a load of crap, because if you drive a vehicle, if you buy gasoline, you're already seeing the results of what's going on. You're seeing a result of the spending, and this is another tax. This is more money coming out of your pocket. Because of that, that means when you want to go get a burger, rather than the burger being a dollar, it's going to be $2. That's more money coming out of your pocket. If you may have noticed, your grocery bill has been going up. I've noticed. And that's more money coming out of your pocket because of changes being made, spending from the federal government. And they can say they're not going to tax you, but that doesn't mean you're not going to be paying a lot more because of it. Minimum wage increase, forget the fact that it's evil and meant to put the minorities and the unskilled workers out of a job, also raises money on everything that you spend. It raises the cost of everything you spend, I should say. And that's never going to change. So looking at this reasonably and rationally, Joe Biden not really doing a good job. The only thing that is keeping things on somewhat of an even keel now is the fact that the stock market has bounced back from the pandemic. And a lot of people think that there is a bubble when it comes to the stock market. And I'm not here to give you financial advice, but it seems to make sense, again, from a logical standpoint, that a lot of this stuff has been inflated quite rapidly over the last year from the time the COVID started, everything crashed, and it has climbed back up to the point that it was and beyond. 
the fact that everything is starting to reopen more or less businesses are getting back to work people are going back to work and because everybody has a bit of that cabin fever if you're not a uh, troll under the bridge curmudgeon like i am who's like i don't care if i don't leave the house for a year that's fine but a lot of people have that cabin fever and are going out spending more money than they would have whether they have it or not because you got that free joe biden money they're going out and spending a lot of money which is going to continue to drive the economy. The vaccines, whether you're anti-vaxxer or not, do seem to be having an effect in the United States. And people are getting back to some level of normalcy. And because of that, they're spending more money. It's driving the economy. But there will be a point. I believe, again, this is not financial advice. But I believe there will be a point probably early next year or so once we get through the holiday season. I think a lot of people this year for Christmas really going to spend a lot of money because it should be back to a fairly normal Christmas where people don't have to worry about getting together with their family. And I think people are going to spend a lot more than they have in years past. And the economy is going to be good up through the holidays but there's going to be a hangover at some point and a correction in the economy just like i think a correction is coming with the crypto market at least in bitcoin i mean if you really want to get into crypto cardano seems like it's a really good choice right now again not financial advice but this is a coin that appears to be on the cusp of being quite competitive it's already in the top five when it comes to the market share. And it is still a very cheap coin to get into at about a buck 20 a piece. Just saying, Bitcoin at like 58,000. I don't buy into the it's going up to a million. Even people that know what they're talking about believe it's going to have an 80 to 90% correction. That can happen across any of the crypto. It is gambling, it is not investing. But if you're looking to put a few hundred bucks into a coin, just saying Cardano, and we'll see how that goes. We'll check in on that every now and then as we move on down the road, because I think unless we have a government here in the United States, as they have over in India, that's going down the line of making crypto illegal. And I think it's about a 50 50 chance here in the United States for that to happen. If that happens, all bets are off and any money you have in any crypto could immediately become fairly worthless. But it's an interesting bet at this point as you watch things like gold and silver stagnating. That's been one of the most interesting things to me watching since the pandemic began, because gold had a brief rise and then went back down to pre-pandemic levels right about the same and crypto has gone up in crazy amounts even though it all doesn't make sense this is the world that we live in and we try to make some sense of this stuff here and we hope that's why you're listening and we hope that you're enjoying the content you're getting here on the random thoughts podcast we do have it's hard to believe our three-year anniversary of the show is coming up in may 
in April here. We have the two year anniversary of our other show coming up, Grumpy Old Ben's. So we've been doing this a while and it's been an interesting journey. And we're glad that so many people are listening, enjoying the shows. And we do work on the value for value model, which means we put these shows out. There's no cost for them. And we hope if you enjoy the show, you give value back in one way, shape, or form, including turning a friend onto the show, including doing a review or rating the show wherever you get your podcast. And of course, financial help is always appreciated to keep the microphone collection growing. You know, microphone slots, we, they, they matter. And microphones matter. All sorts of microphones matter. And we appreciate everybody that supports us financially. For this episode, we do have an executive producer all the way from the Netherlands on a monthly donation, Daniel Walraven, and we appreciate his support and all of your support. If you want to take part in this whole value for value model, it's easy. Just go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com and click the donate button to do a one-time donation via PayPal or a monthly donation via PayPal, or you can use the QR code to do the Bitcoin thing or the snail mail address if you want to go that route. It's easy. Just set it up with your bank. They'll even send a check for you once a month or once, whatever you want. And that way we don't have to worry about any middleman. And that's always very much appreciated. I hope everybody has a very nice Easter, which is this Sunday. Hopefully things will get back to normal soon. But we'll be back next week on Wednesday to do another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. We hope you join us then. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.